All right, podcasting live from my car um, on a August 5th, Friday Woo. night. Me and Rory are going to go see MC Chris. Live. Crunk Witch and the Randy Savages. Oh, yeah. The cream of the top, baby. <laughs> we'll talk to you fools later. It's great to live in a world where there's like four fucking Star Treks in active production. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, You're a hell of a I really fan. fucking love it. It's awesome. You're Elvis in, in Star Trek and I'm Beatles in Star Wars, huh? Yeah, yeah. That's why we oh, work. But see, but at the same got time, all the bases covered. But at the same time, no. I mean, my whole life, I was a, I was a wars. I'm still very inundated in my life with the wars. Um, but I became very Trekkie uh, after TNG. Oh, yeah. I watched a little of the original episode when I was a kid, but it was old people TV. Like, eh, uh, kind of okay. Acting's kind of old. Anyway. Yeah. And then when TNG came out, I had a couple it, of girlfriends' parents who watched it. Uh, and again, it was still kind of like, eh. But it was uh, living in Reno in the 90s, hanging out with Sean, uh, the uh, webmaster of the show here, the Lord Strice. Yeah. Uh, we'd get together on Wednesday nights and get high, watch Deep Space Nine and South Park, and it was a match made in fucking heaven. And I have since completely immersed myself in Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I still really couldn't give a shit about TNG or uh, TOS, but I know the highlights. <laughs> oh, it's TOS. The original series. Oh. Sorry, TNG is the next generation. DS9 is obviously Deep Space Nine. Uh, I always just say Voyager. I don't go Void, but that is the three-letter acronym for it. Um, Ent is Enterprise, of course, with uh, Scott Bakula. Mr. I can't wait act my way out of a paper bag. Um, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't a big... I liked Enterprise. I didn't like him in the show. <laughs> Completely hypocritical and contradictory. Right now. Um, and then there's the whole new crop of uh, Discovery, the Lower Decks. Oh yeah, that's a cartoon, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, and now back in the day, in the '60s, uh, late '60s, uh, uh, yeah. uh, the the an- TAS, the animated series, that was also very big and popular, and I have uh, been catching up with that in recent years. Uh, it's actually it's pretty solid. <laughs> like, in a lot of ways, way better than the original series. <laughs> Sounds like there's a lot a lot more to keep up on in the Star, Star Trek than Star Wars. Well, I mean... Well, actually, and then you've got all the movies, uh, the reboot movies. Like, I mean, if you think about it, in the Star Trek movies, there's, like, freaking... There are more Star Trek movies than Star Wars movies. Is there? Yeah, there's, like, 12 or some nonsense like that. Oh, wow. I guess it does meet the. Well, they got they got the all the. Well, now you now you're getting the Star Wars stories as Disney branches it out. Yeah, yeah. They'll yeah, they'll catch. Don't worry, they'll catch up. Caught up yeah. <laughs> and we'll probably survive. So yeah, have they, you watched any of that? Like Obi Wan? Oh yeah. All that y'all caught. Oh, up? we love all that shit. Okay, then, yeah. Spoiler alert: We're gonna talk about Obi Wan and fucking Grogu and the Mandalorian. Are you looking forward to any of that? Andor's coming up. Yes, that's going to be cool. He's a good actor, so I expect it 
and they they were good writers on that sh- on that movie, so I'm hoping I, it's, it's pretty good. I would just say I admit in Obi Wan, I was kind of annoyed by the whole like little kid element. Yeah. But I forgive it because I was the target audience for C3PO and R2D2. Right. I was the target audience for all of that Plus, bullshit. It's a television show <laughs> for, on Disney. For Yoda. Yoda was a comic relief. Um when when Empire came out. Like cuz that's such a dark fucking movie. Yoda is the comic relief of the whole fucking movie. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> have you heard Have you heard the Jar Jar theory and it fucking works, dude? Like that he's the comic relief? No. He, originally, in episode one, George's big plan was to have it turn out that instead of the ultimate Jedi, it's the ultimate Sith. And that his whole goof, goofery, uh, buffoonery and shit was He was like a dart underneath it all. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Just deep cover. Uh-huh. Well, uh, and then maybe you watch the movie and over. It would, he's always standing by the emperor and shit. It would also very much you. keep in line with yeah. him being the one to make the uh, uh, motion in the Senate yep, to the give the emperor all the power. Yep, yep. Like this still of, was, does not disprove in, this theory at all in the slightest. Darth, he was originally a son. Uh, Darth Jar Jar. To become Darth a, Binks. a fucking Sith, man. <laughs> like one of the baddies in the third episode of the trilogy. Like the and all like, he just, he was he the drops the bad accent, and he's just, and he speaks in, in uh, um, you know, galactic standard just perfectly. With he's, a slight. Uh, not as stupid as you think no, I am. No, he just busts <laughs> out with a pretty. Perfectly clipped British accent. You all think that I'm stupid. That's stupid. Did you, Master? That was part of my plan. Because there's a based oh, on, yeah, on, that um, awesome. on like some Shakespeare or some some old ass shit where the court jester turned out to be the one pulling the strings to everything. Yeah. Um, and he, yeah, like a that, phantom. That's a, yeah, that was, was a menacing with them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Jar Jar was the Phantom Menace. I fucking stand by it. I believe. Interesting. I also think that the story would have been better, and and if Obi Wan was having an affair with uh, with Padme, uh, because they kind of seem like they fit together. Yeah, Didn't they fit. definitely. That makes that motherfucker so mad oh that he turns into Darth Vader. He's so yeah. evil. Have you seen the meme? Killing children and shit. Have you seen the meme where uh, uh, Obi-Wan is asking uh, Padme, uh, I assume the child is Anakin's, and she says in response, um, how would you take Misa been a bad girl? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it, would then, just, yeah. it would just be so much heavier and explain a lot more if Obi-Wan either was the father or um, oh yeah you know they had an affair um, so it's really Luke Kenobi or even if she just was attracted to him like in a deep deep way which I feel like they tried to make oh well that. they they I think they were like you know and Anakin's just all yeah, I this with the force you assholes I, I mean it's Why like are you both lying 
<laughs> I mean, it's like a spouse and and a best man being best friends when the husband is going through something sick, you know, yeah. and losing his mind kind of shit. Yeah, there's a bond like forged there, you know. Um, you know, a tale older than time, but like, well, and for the soap opera, and technically, fits. that's why you have a best man. So if something happens to the groom, like you go crazy. The other one steps in and kind of takes over, literally, for the household. But Padme and fucking Anakin got married in secret, so they didn't have a maid of honor or a best man to step in for that. They just had a fucking witness. Just the thought there, yeah. We're supposed to be following something. Alright, we'll check uh, that. Nope, stay on course for another 144 miles. Yeah. Rory, when did we meet? I would have to say it was sometime in 1998. Okay. Uh, I had moved to Reno at the end of 96 and kind of been hanging out in the uh, FSU and punk rock house party scene. Uh, but about 98, I met Rotten Ron. Um, we were telephone psychics together at Northwestern Nevada Telco. And he invited me over to this bar called The Blue Lamp one Sunday after Food Not Bombs. Did I already know Rotten Ron and not you? Or was it the other area? I think you knew Ron because he was working there. Okay. Uh, then, like, so you, oh, you would have met Ron by really that Really, Ron is one of the links to us hooking up. Ron brought, kind of brought me into the, the whole Blue Lamp, Burning Man, Reno Underground. So, you know, what eventually became Jub Jubs and, and you know... Yeah. Uh, the Zephyr and all that. I was that. trying to remember a specific meeting you, and I just can't. I just don't I, know when I met I you, wanna what say, we talked about. I want to say it was at an open mic at the Blue Lamp. Um, okay. I was oh, you're doing, doing poetry. poetry. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think Mary was hosting or had something to do with it. Marianne. Yeah, Marianne oh, cool. had something to do with it. Yeah. Because I remember talking to her on one of my first nights there about my poetry and her being, oh yeah, hey sweetie, it's really good to see you. All right, come on up. Uh-huh. Oh, cool. Yeah. Find out years later, she always thought I was like four years younger than I was because I just seemed so fresh off the turnip truck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it, and I was. a college kid. Yeah, and I was. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I was a college dropout kid. <laughs> So, it's probably at the Blue Lamp. Rotten Ron brought you there. Yeah. Open mic. And then... I started... Yeah, we just must have just... I, you know, yeah, seen general, each other those a lot. Yeah, generally hanging out in the crowd. Um, and I remember for a long time, I, yeah, you were kind of a rock star. Just... Not inaccessible, but you you know, you were the guy with all the friends and I was the, the newcomer kind of group. Okay. Um, and we lived in a house right behind the bar, so we were always, always there. there. Yeah. That was our house. That was our home, our living room. And, and so, yeah, yeah, I, I was living that. out in Sparks with uh, Brooke Walker uh, <laughs> and uh, riding my bike uh, into to Reno for shows every weekend. I mean, not like that's like a long trek or anything, but it was, yeah, I rode my bike every week. I, I you know, that, I was a bike guy poet, and I did, and I started doing the uh, open mic. I started running the open mic at uh, Java Jungle, and I think you popped in for a couple of those too around that time. Okay, so we're like watching each other from afar, but we go do the same things. Mm-hmm. 
I want to say what really kind of brought us together, like, more creatively as we started getting to know each other, um, uh, well, there was Candy Shop, for one thing, but that was after I moved back to town in 2010. Yeah, yeah, there's something in between... We'd, uh, yeah, no, we were already close back. friends, because Cheyenne and I had asked you to sing in our wedding. Yeah, 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 and I say we, we were already pretty, uh, like... Beatles songs. Yeah. back before that. Yeah, we but we are getting into an area of my life, frankly, that uh, is spotty when it comes to yeah, I mean, memories. Like, I was... Lots and was, lots of booze and drugs. Yeah, 100%. And then lots of repeat, repetitive... Blackout night after blackout night. Into each yeah. other. It's like trying to ask a Burning Man memory, and you're like, ah, fucking what here? What was up? What, you know, like, yeah. so uh-huh. they all bleed together. It's, it's a cat pinpoint when I was like, this guy Roy's cool, I'm going to be his friend, and we're going to do stuff together. Well, so it was a 98, 99, okay, here's where it might have, some of it might have happened. It was the summer of 99 with uh, Planet Nine and George Picard. Yeah, yeah. Because he was hosting, like, those conspiracy nights and little different little talking forums. Uh, that's where I started the poetry open mic, actually. Yeah. Uh, uh, his friend, uh, Luke's friend, Ben. Um, crap, what's Ben's last name? His brother? No, not his brother, Ben. Oh, okay. Um, this other guy, Ben. He showed up, and he was like, yeah, man, we're gonna start this beatnik poetry night here. It'll be great. You should come and read some of your poetry. I said, you're goddamn right we will. <laughs> and I showed up, and I had talked about it to a few other people at the underage open mic, and we all ran over for that, and he never showed up, so I started hosting it, and then... That was how I started hosting shows. Uh-huh. Um, and I think it was after I kind of inserted myself with show production, as it were, as opposed to just showing up as a weird kind of punk rock poet guy, that we probably became friends or, or ran into each other yeah. more frequently. Yeah, and then... Because uh, that, was, that was at the point, like, uh, like Ron and Rick and I were yeah, hanging out yeah, a whole lot. Were, yeah. Thick. Yeah, we were really sick that thick. summer. And I wasn't part of that group yet. So yeah, it was sometime after that. And and probably as Planet Nine closed and we kinda all started going over to the Zephyr and that was kind of yeah. the rebirth of that place. Yeah, yeah. And then Zephyr And and Scafidi was doing the artist playroom beginning right. in like two thousand. Were you dating yet? Or was that? Oh we after? we had oh we had dated in like Okay. Before all of this, actually. Okay, okay. Yeah, we had dated before I met Ron. Okay. Okay, so... Yeah, there's, there's a weird little trip. <laughs> right, so it's got to be... We rebonded at the Zephyr because... All right, let's see. Because that's when Mary was booking shows there, and I was being more a part of the community and getting to know I'm people. I'm not sure it was Monday or Tuesday night, but we had an open mic every week. I was also a Monday night. Yeah. Okay. And then Pops was sitting in the corner heckling everybody with Flanders. <sighs> and for me, that was part of the magic of that open mic, was yeah. was the good-natured heckling. Yeah, Stadler and Waldorf down at the end yeah. of the bar. Yeah. Play one, you know. Oh, yeah, they were, <laughs> they were absolutely a part of the show. <laughs> Santa Cruz, A31 Smoke Shop in front of us. We talked a whole bunch of cool shit that you guys didn't get to hear. 
Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> That's just for me and Rory. Good times. Good times. Alright. I think it's really cool and special that we're gonna go stay with your ex-wife and like and my eldest child. And my former singer of uh, a band. That's MC Chris. Yeah. Gonna be seeing this live any minute now. Well, yeah. a couple of hours. Yeah. First the Randy Savages though, and then Crunk Witch, which I'm very interested in seeing what that's all about. Yeah. I watched a video or two and I was like, hmm, interesting Boy, electronic it's, music. It's uh, Crunk? It's a, it's a wife and a husband duo. Okay. Uh, that's all I can really say for now. I don't know. I'm gonna, I'll report. Spoilers. Yeah. yeah, we'll report back to you when we know what we just saw. What happened. Yeah. Alright, well. Be prepared to not hear anything until tomorrow. Alright. Yeah. <laughs> so we're in uh, Santa Cruz. And I have uh, Roy's pr- progeny here. <laughs> Hello. Uh, Roman Dowd. Yes. This is uh, our audience. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> we were podcasting from um, the car, and now we're podcasting Santa Cruz, where it's loud and people are riding motorcycles and stuff. And we're going to go see MC Chris after we get some food. And uh, Roman's mom is taking us to a nice restaurant. We'll talk to you later. Goodbye. That's Podcasting live from the Blue Lagoon in Santa Cruz. We're speaking with um, Jesse, Jesse. Jesse. Williams here, talking on behalf of Dave Masood and Chris Fox. So we're in the studio working on Dave's solo album, and we're just streamlining towards the box, just being Dave on all walls. And then any advice we give, we're not putting them out of his comfort zone and who knows his comfort zone better than Chris like we yeah. <laughs> were able to be encouraging without being uh, annoying so wait, what were you saying about uh, uh, 9am just a second 9am Chris wasn't there yet it was the first, first morning day. for me and uh, Dave comes out it was like a morning smoke okay be right there and uh, we're just doing morning smokes, and Dave looks at me and he's like, I just want you to know, it's totally cool if you drink. Like, <laughs> you know I'm not drinking, but I noticed it's 9 a.m. and you haven't had anything yet. <laughs> I just cracked up because I'm not a morning drinker or an incredible alcoholic. Yeah. But the way oh, that was said... Oh, don't sell yourself said, short. You're, you're an incredible The way alcoholic. he made a point <laughs> to let me know that I could be comfortable doing whatever I wanted while turning it into a hilarious, like, insult. But among us, like, the, the insult isn't really heartfelt. It's just his humor. It's like mean humor. <laughs> I was like, yeah. hey, just to well, let you know, it's 9 a.m. I noticed you haven't had a drink yet. Yeah, Dave, Don't be doing Dave that for is me. So dry and flat. He works so well in games. He really this does. This one time, we were driving, and I woke up, and I was in the passenger seat, and I looked over at Dave, and he's just right, chipper, driving. And I go, hey, Dave, where are we? And he just slowly turns to me and goes, 
Idaho. <laughs> Idaho. And it was the funniest thing that has ever happened right after waking up. He's been, he's been waiting for three hours to tell somebody oh. that joke. <laughs> he had that moment. Probably. Or he just thought of it. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, no, Dave, Dave is a pretty short wit, but yeah. Apparently I'm supposed to say that. Oh, one last question. How many times have you toured the country with Dave and Chris? Just the U.S.? Uh, I want to say nine. Wow. There's more with Chris. Yeah. Because of us daughter stuff. But I know I've been to nine, eight or nine countries with Dave. Wow. Because of them. Yeah. Like, I wasn't going to do that on my own. They're amazing. The first show... And despite looking like terrorists, they get everywhere. Yeah, there were a couple times where Chris and I were told, not possible, bro. Not possible. Because we had beards. Yeah. And it was yeah. like during the time when that wasn't... Words. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, go go do some work, and we'll get so some good to see you about after the show. Thanks, Jesse. I can't wait to watch you rock out. Oh, I'm gonna try. <laughs> that was Jesse oh, God. from the uh, Randy Savages. Oh old yeah! <laughs> All right, uh, we're here at the merch booth, and MC Chris is selling his own merch. Um, this is Nick and Rory from the Worst Little Podcast. We came from Reno to come see MC Chris and the Randy Savages, and we are so happy to be here. MC Chris, thank you for uh, coming on tour. Is this really the last one? Time will tell the tale. Okay. <laughs> I hope not. again, it wasn't the last tour. Okay. It's, it's like great kiss. marketing. <laughs> but, I, but I'm mentally preparing myself for it being the last tour. So it's been very emotional, but uh, life affirming. Career affirming. Right. Only a few more dates left. And one show left. One show left. Oh, wow. So this is the, the end? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is the end. Far out. But I really appreciate you talking to us, and I don't want to take up too much of your time, and I definitely want to buy some merch from you. Okay. But, uh, thanks for, for talking to us. And oh, no problem. You want to say anything? Thanks for the years of entertainment. Yeah, I know you, you're welcome. Like, I, I mean, it's good, to, great to meet you in person, and as you well know, like, I don't know, when, you, if, when you're a fan of somebody, you feel like you know them, but they don't know who you are. So wow. it, it, it's, it's great to finally meet you. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm very uh, I'm pleased that you guys could come to the show. Thank you for involving me on your podcast, and uh, have a great time. Oh, thank you, Chris. Cheers. We appreciate it. <laughs>
Did you have fun tonight? I had a fucking blast tonight, Nick. I always have a good time with you. <laughs> um, it is kind of, Oh, yeah, I should buckle up. I'm loaded. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, we're going, recording everybody? this. I am <laughs> shit-faced. <laughs> Nick is my sober driver, and I'm so happy. Right on. He is my best homie and <laughs> my life mate. <laughs> Beyond Rick, because Rick would, like, let me do life-threatening things and laugh. Nick would really always try to prevent me from doing life looking things and then also laugh. Um, <laughs> my friends like laughing at me and I'm super happy to be their friend for that. <laughs> um, no, I, and I'm, God, I hope I don't sound too loaded and stupid when I say this, but Nick and Rick are my two best friends on the planet. One for sober and one for sober. That's right. <laughs> We're, uh, me and Rick are on the same. One of these days they might convince right me, well, but it's not, not today. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we survived MC Chris, <laughs> Crunkwich, and the Randy Savage. Oh, you're. Was this recording the whole fucking time? <laughs> it sure was. I love you people. Nick is a good driver. <laughs> I'm really happy for him, and I'm glad I'm not dead. Yeah, so we're in traffic here, Sacramento. What? No, we're not in Sacramento yet. No, we're. Where the hell are we? The we next are day. somewhere. Obviously. Um, we. Manka's Corner? Manka's Corner. Alright, we're getting on to 80 Sacramento Vacaville. Thank you, lady. Alright, so, Rory. Let's review the show last night. Okay. What do we got? Um, so, before the show, we got to, as you heard in the interview, see our good friend, Jesse Kenneth Cotu Williams, um, and, and got to see the Randy Savages play. Right. Uh, it was three-piece Randy Savage. It was minus the, the Chris Fox, uh, which was disappointing. Yeah, three-piece Randy Savage. But they did do some wrestling, so that was cool. There was a big wall slam. <laughs> you got to see that. I was standing in the way uh, a little bit. I didn't understand he wanted me to move. So I... Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I think I caught a little bit of Jesse's foot. <laughs> it was... I was not expecting it because I forgot that they talked about that um, before pre-show. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was surprising. That was exciting and entertaining. It was good to have some uh, rock, like, like real rock with guitars at yeah. a show that had a lot of pre-recorded music. So good on the Randy Savages and whoever put the show together. Throwing that in was a nice treat for us rockers, you know. Um, then let's move on to Crunkwich. Uh, yeah. Uh, I missed a lot of their set because I was outside talking to my new friend. <laughs> A young uh, Christian. wanderer. Hi, Christian. You'll never hear this. Honored but... Christian soldier. 
he was a young, a very enthusiastic uh, uh, young man, um, uh, excited to meet us. <laughs> took, took to Rory. Yeah. Uh, you know. I pick up strays. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and at some point he started saying, well, I can get cocaine. And yeah. Uh, I don't remember. I yeah. want to hang out with you and your friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were going to go watch crunk, which, so I, I was already in there watching crunk, which they were cool. Like it's a husband wife duo and she does the music. She's like, kind of like the DJ and he's the singer and his voice is fucking great. Yeah. And, and what were you saying about like. It's like the Scissor Sisters, but just two pieces. Oh yeah, it totally had a real Scissor Sisters kind of vibe. It has lights. It's party music. Uh, you know, to get down. Yeah, it's, it's got like like an EDM vibe, but it, it's uh, it's um, different. Uh, but it's, it's but not, it's pop song. Pop song singing. Yeah. Um, real a uh, real sweetness about it too. It is about love and stuff because it's him and his wife touring, and a lot of the songs are about each other. And so super love is like wholesome, yeah. A total PDA <laughs> band, but no, like they like didn't fuck t-shirts on with sloths on it and songs yeah, to each like other, yeah. definitely hipster cute. Yeah, it was very <laughs> cool. And their new Crunk Witch too. What a fucking name! You gotta go see what the fuck that's about, right? Yeah. And they had bitchin' merch. I bought a shirt, Crunk Witch. <laughs> Check it out. All right, let's move on to MC Chris. Yeah, the man. As you the heard hour. in the interview, um, he's exhausted. He yes, <laughs> the man had just played like what seventy fucking dates or something, something crazy. Something like that. I'd have they to look looked at the, the back t-shirt. of the t-shirt. Is is gnar, and so I get it, man. Chris was tired, man. He had his son there with him. I tried to buy Nick a t-shirt. I bought Nick a t-shirt, and then he went around and bought himself uh, one, Well, too. here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. I was trying to get another t-shirt, and then and I had, I had stolen the flyers, as I am to do at shows I go to. I stole the flyer off the walls because it's the day of the show. MC Chris had already, or was about to play, so I stole the flyer. And I bought another shirt thinking, hey, man, I'm giving you another 35 bucks. You'll sign this, right? <laughs> you know? And so after I got my shirt, I'm all, oh, Chris, will you sign this for me? And he's like, 20 bucks. <laughs> I'm all, oh. I'm all, no, it's okay then. Thanks, Chris. You know, real nice. And then, um, so, so then fucking Rory yells when Chris is starting, I'm not even supposed to be here today, which is a cool Kevin Smith line and stuff, and, you know, therefore connecting it. But Chris didn't understand what the fuck he was saying. He's all, you're that podcast dude. Now you make me regret fucking doing my little minute, you know, my minute with you guys. And then what I looked at it, it's a minute. Like, he, he spent 60 seconds with us, which is fine, Chris, you know. And we could have come more correct i know that and he's tired and stuff and you know but we i just ambushed I just, him with an interview yeah whatever. you know yeah. he was nice to do it he said sure and you know we kept it super short just he didn't he was, charge us he didn't charge us for that <laughs> so you know oh you know what i think though you guys ladies and gentlemen here's the fucking other kick, kicker is on me a little bit because he showed me i paid by card he showed me the uh the, I was five bucks short to get the shirt so in cash so I could put it on my card. He showed me the thing with the tip thing, and I didn't tip. I should have hit the fucking $5 tip or whatever, you know? I tipped He would have signed. Yeah. I bet. So, <laughs> no offense, no no uh, dickness on Chris, dude. 
I should have fucking tipped, and then he would have signed my shit. You I, know t- what I, mean? I tipped him when I bought. Plus, Nick I had my hat flipped around. He might have thought I was a different dude because he was still cool with the podcast that we Roy hadn't said that shit yet. So, <laughs> 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 and to Roy's um, uh, defense too, I mean, his little new little friend was buying him fucking car bombs. So, yeah. oh my god, that's <laughs> what did me in. I forgot I had a car bomb. Yeah. Oh yeah. You were drinking. You were drinking, and it was fun. And we, I'm sure the audience has already heard. I I purchased uh, from last night. two shots and two <laughs> drinks. That's all I remember. Yeah, but you're Rory Dowd. Even in another town where they don't know you're Rory and Dowd. Somebody, somebody just bought me a <laughs> goddamn car bomb up at the end of the night. You say yes, and you're saying yes all night. Uh, Except to the cocaine, which I'm proud of you because yes. I would have been no part of that. I would no, get the fuck no, out. No. I mean, you know, Rando <laughs> wants to buy me a drink. Hey, you know, I'm not going home with you, so sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, that's a little uh, nutshell of our trip, ladies and gentlemen. Oh We're, my god, I just forgot all about like the last third of the evening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. You got in a fight with the vacuum cleaner at Shy's house. <laughs> like, <laughs> you kept kicking your fucking foot on it. Like you, you did it one time, and everybody was like, "Oh my god, are you okay?" And then you know, it was big long talk, and then. Right when you turned around, you fucking did it again. Immediately <laughs> did it right away. <laughs> Your foot was doomed again. <laughs> and then you went to bed. And yeah. You were snoring in about three minutes. <laughs> no, that's good. That sounds about right. You counted to a hundred and you were out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I. Yeah, I. I only have dim, dim memories. You tied one on. House. Yeah. You had a good time. Believe me. <laughs> Thank you for being my designated driver, Nick. Yeah, no problem. I had a good time. I, w- you know, I was going to maybe not partake so or imbibe so much, but Nick told me, no, have fun. Yeah. No, be yourself. I mean, and that's the thing. I don't want people to be like, not. I just want you to do what you always did. Just because I don't drink doesn't mean you don't fucking drink. You know what I mean? Yeah. Until you don't want to drink. That's, and I'm all for that. If you don't want it, don't. <laughs> if you want it, do it. You know, that's that's a cool with me. And I'll I'll be the driver. I have no problem with that. In fact, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know when this will come out, but I get to be the driver for the Eddie and the Subtitles tour. They're going to uh, nice. Pacifica in San Francisco next weekend, so I'll be coming back down here. And at that time, I'll be hooking up with my father to see him and do some uh, merch with him and. And a little family reunion from our tour to L.A. Hi, Nick the Elder. So that will be cool. I will have a report on that when I get back. Maybe I'll do another On the Road, worst little podcast on the road with Eddie and the subtitles. That'd be cool. Yeah, on my phone. I'm going to do it. I think this is fun to record while you go. Our very own Johnny on the spot, Mr. Nick Ramirez. Plus, the more episodes we get, the closer we get to fucking 500. So if I make a couple on the road episodes in the can for days that we don't have scheduled, (laughs) we'll put those out and get closer to 500. And these episodes count because, you know, this is is a different way we do it. Me and Rory will tell you about the music. Wanted to share to listen to it. our romantic weekend together. So, you know, we thought you listeners deserve that. It was very bromantic. <laughs> totally, and it was great to see um, uh, 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 was it Ramon? Wait, what? What's Rico's name? 
Roman. Roman, sorry. I'm dyslexic, I'm all Ramon. That's fucking cool. <laughs> and that reminds me of Ramona the Pest. Oh, yeah. Uh, our good friend, and it's uh, Ramona and Lucio band out of the Bay Area about 10 years ago. Yeah, wasn't that a book by it's Judy Beverly, Bloom? Or oh, Beverly Cleary. Beverly Cleary yeah, book. yeah, yeah. Ramona the Pest, yes. Good band. Um, well, ladies and gentlemen, this is boring in traffic. I don't want to bore you anymore, but uh, we had a good time. And, and to my young friend who bought me drinks, uh, goodbye, Christian. I, I hope to meet you. Oh, we didn't even tell life. him the fucking kicker. We're getting off the fucking, oh, getting God. onto the freeway, and guess who's hitchhiking on the freeway? Like, I'm like, Rory, should we, should, you know, you feeling yeah, lucky? Feel, Rory goes, no. no and then as all. we okay. pass the person, it's fucking Christian. Just standing there it's hitchhiking. It's the guy out of from last night at hitchhiking. Like nine in the nine morning. In the morning <laughs> hitchhiking to the freeway. Oh, man. All right, well, if anything interesting happens, we'll let you know. Otherwise, uh, life is short, and we love you. Thanks for listening. All right, buddy. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. I had an awesome weekend. All right, man. Friday night. All right. <laughs> love you. Thank you. I love you, too. Okay. Dogwater Studios.